Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises, declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 77 is on page 433. I will cry unto God with my voice, even unto God will I cry with my voice, and he shall hearken unto me. In the time of my trouble I sought the Lord. I stretched forth my hands unto him, and ceased not in the night season. My soul refused comfort. When I am in heaviness, I will think upon God. When my heart is vexed, I will complain. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so feeble that I cannot speak. I have considered the days of old, and the years that are past. I call to remembrance my song, and in the night I commune with mine own heart and search out my spirit. Will the Lord absent himself forever, and will he be no more entreated? Is his mercy clean gone forever, and his is his promises come utterly to an end forevermore? Hath God forgotten to be gracious, and will he shut up his loving kindness in displeasure? And I said, It is mine own infirmity that I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most Highest. I will remember the works of the Lord, and call to mind thy wonders of old time. I will think also of all thy works, and my talking shall be of thy doings. Thy way, O God, is holy, who is so great a God as our God. Thou art the God that doest wonders, and hast declared thy power among the people. 
Thou hast mightily delivered thy people, even the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The waters saw thee, O God, the waters saw thee and were afraid. The depths were also troubled. The clouds poured out water, the air thundered, and thine arrows went abroad. The voice of thy thunder was heard round about. The lightning shone upon the ground. The earth was moved and shook withal. Thy way is in the sea, and thy paths in the great waters, and thy footsteps are not known. Thou leadest thy people like sheep by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 20th verse of the 45th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Assemble yourselves and come, draw near together, you who have escaped from the nations. They have no knowledge, who carry the wood of their carved image, and pray to a God that cannot save. Tell and bring forth your case. Yes, let them take counsel together. Who has declared this from ancient time? Who has told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no other God besides me, and ju a just God and a savior. There is none besides me. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is no other. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall take an oath. He shall say, surely in the Lord I have righteousness and strength. To him men shall come, and all shall be ashamed who are incensed against him. In the Lord all the descendants of Israel shall be justified and shall glory. Here ends the first lesson. Together the Magnificat. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the first chapter of the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, which he, had made, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, 
having made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, on earth, in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Nunc Dimittis. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their profession, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening.
I think we'll find a theme in our in our Psalm and our Old Testament and our New Testament. And the theme is that salvation comes from God only. That's a, that's the truth. It was the truth yesterday. It's the truth today, and it'll be the truth always. So Psalm 71, I couldn't pass that up today as a, a cognitive behavioral therapist. It's such a great cognitive behavioral therapy uh, situation. And what I mean by that is so many times our thoughts affect our um, our moods, and our moods, of course, affect all other parts of our life. And so the psalmist is starting out in this psalm, and he's talking about um, in the the, tr the trouble, you know, like nobody knows the trouble I've seen as the old song goes. And um, so what he's saying is that he's, he's, he's crying unto God with his voice. In my time of trouble, I sought the Lord when I am in heaviness. Uh, he talks about how bad things are going. And then in verse 11, it changes. And, and so in cognitive behavioral therapy, one of the things we do to improve mood is, is look for an alternative truth. And it has to be the truth because you can't, uh, if you lie to yourself, yourself knows when you're lying. So what he does is he finds an alternative, better truth. And he says, I will remember, in verse 11, I will remember the works of the Lord and call to mind the wonders of old time. I will think also of all thy works and my talking shall be of thy doings. So what he's doing is changing his mind. And what happens in the psalm, we see that his, his mood picks up and he um, gains confidence. And um, it just it's just a good thing. So... He, he's saved from this horrible part of his mind that's taking him down into a pit. And I think as Christians, we're not immune to that. And so when you find yourself feeling a little down, sometimes it's not a bad idea to kind of check what you're thinking about and what are you focusing on. And if you do focus on God and, and his greatness and what he's done for you, I think what you'll find is that your mood will improve too. So then we go into Isaiah. And this is... Um, a part of Isaiah that starts in chapter 40 and goes through 48. And it's looking at the hope and the comfort of a blessed future after God uh, leads people out of captivity. So it's kind of reminiscent in the beginning of Job. It's an invitation to make your case. And then um, in verse 20, it's kind of interesting. He said, these people that have their carved gods. And I was thinking, if I'm standing up against some um, adversary, I don't want to pull a piece of wood out of my pocket and say, go get them. Uh, go get him, Lord. That's that's not a really good God to have because then it's really all dependent on me. And so um, that's what God's talking about in, in this passage or what the prophet says is people are carving their own gods and, and worshiping them and counting on them. But salvation in verse 22, it says salvation comes from God alone. And that's such a key verse for us to remember. And then in verse 23, uh, God says through the prophet, every knee shall bow. And that's reminiscent, of course, of Romans 14, uh, 11, when it was written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. And in the kingdom, all nations will acknowledge God. That's, that's the thing to remember. And we are in God's kingdom at this time. And then in verse 25, all of Israel shall be saved. And uh, then that's kind of reminiscent of what we'll start finding in Ephesians. And we found in Romans, where um, Paul starts making the case that, uh, we are adopted. We are as good as the Jews. So then we get to start Ephesians, a really great letter. Uh, Ephesus was uh, started by um, uh, Priscilla and Aquila, uh, a couple who uh, were left there after Paul's second missionary journey. And it's it's located in the east of the Aegean Sea, right on the Caister River. 
And it was best known for its Temple of Artemis or Diana, and it was considered one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. So it was an um, important center. Um, it ranked with Alexandria and Antioch. And so it's you know going to get a lot of travelers, a lot of people live there, a lot of people coming through. And so Paul worked with Priscilla and Aquila, and they established the church on his third missionary journey in Acts 19. And we believe Paul pastored there for some three years. And after he left, Timothy pastored there for a year and a half. And their problems were guys that were influential in the church. I, th I think uh, Hymenaeus and Alexander were mentioned. And uh, they started um, teaching things that weren't really in the Bible or the scriptures. They didn't know the scriptures, but they were teaching things like forbidding marriage and abstaining from certain foods. And it was all stuff that really wasn't in the scriptures and pulling people away from the gospel of Jesus. So um, Paul writes this letter to them, and um, so to try to, to, the first concern, of course, is the theology, and that's the first three chapters is going to be about the theology that he's trying to establish, and the second three is about how to live. So just interesting, 30 years later, when John writes the book of Revelation, St. John did, um, we find that Ephesians is, is uh, singled out for having left their first love, and they're called back to their first love. So... Um, a key theme in Ephesians, the whole book, is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs with the Jews. And you could see that that would like melt a, um, a Jewish person, a longtime Jewish person who lived in the expectation of a Messiah, that would melt their mind, the idea that the Gentiles are going to be like them. But I think we've been pointing out in morning and in evening prayer that in the Old Testament passage that God has uh, salvation for the whole world in his mind. Um, so that's, um, it shouldn't really be a surprise, but that's what Paul's trying to wake them up to. So we read in verse 5 about uh, foreordination and pre predestination is the word used in the New King James tonight. And some, some uh, think a better word is foreordained. And so I'm not going to solve the predestination argument that's been going on since the beginning of the church. Um, what that means, but I will share this. And so here's my disclaimer. I'm not making this isn't theology that you have to live by, or this is the only right way to think. But I think the most sense comes from the, what was foreordained and what was predestined was the fact that Jesus had to come and make a sacrifice. And he had to um, bridge the gap, the barrier between God and man. And that was what was foreordained was this, this fact that God would provide the salvation for us. The foreordained and the predestination is those who believe will have access to God through Jesus Christ. And so that's something that we, we look forward to and are very, very thankful for. But I don't think it's, uh, I don't want to get into the other part where people say, well, if, if you're already uh, foreordained, that means some people are chosen and some aren't. All who turn to Jesus are chosen, and that's the foreordained part, that Jesus Christ would be there for them. And so... Um, I think the, the lessons of, of this, uh, of these three lessons together is, is the first, most overriding lesson of our scriptures today is that God is the only method of salvation. God is, is our salvation. Um, and so what we learn in Psalms is that God is a salvation from ourselves, from our own feelings, our depressions, our, our bad thoughts. And as Isaiah wrote, um, God is the salvation from men, from men being oppressive to us. And uh, what we learn in Ephesians is uh, God is our salvation from sin and death. So the only salvation is in God, and that's true yesterday, today, and forever. Let's continue with a prayer for all conditions of men.
O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, Barb and Aaliyah. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you. Good night. Have a wonderful night, everybody.